Welcome back to the Nerd Review. This is the first episode of Season 2, the show where we talk about movies, TV shows, video games, books, and comic books. This is Episode 1, and today we're talking about Transformers, and that is a huge scope. There are six live-action movies, the upcoming seventh movie, Rise of the Beasts, which I am super excited for, a score of animated feature-length films, and 22 different animated series spanning almost 40 years. It'll be 40 years next September, when the original series, the Transformers, the pilot episode first aired September 17th, 1984. So there's 40 years of amazing content that spans TV, the big screen, comic books, and video game adaptations. Everything we love here at the Nerd Review. So let's jump into Transformers. So to narrow that scope a bit, I'm going to look at it from my perspective as a kind of second generation fan of Transformers. I was born in 94, so 10 years after Transformers had already been established, and there was a whopping five series and a movie already out. And by the time I'm around and I'm growing up, the first series that I would be introduced to was Beast Wars from 1996 to 1999. So I couldn't be more excited for the new Beast Wars uh, live action adaptation. Uh, there was a Netflix series that included the Beast Wars. So I'm loving all the attention to what I consider my OG Transformers series. Now to focus this down, I decided to limit uh, this episode, this Transformers review on the series that I grew up with and the first movie. So that's the Beast Wars series that I already mentioned and Transformers Armada from 2002-2003, which funnily enough also has 52 episodes. And of course the first Michael Bay Transformers movie from 2007, which really formed uh, a great uh, foundation for me to be a huge Transformers fan. Um, by 2007, I was in my first year of high school, uh, which I can't believe was already like 16 years ago. You know, <laughs> time flies. And um, so I, just all of these, you know, Transformers series from Beast Wars to Armada through uh, there was a couple other iterations uh, from between 2003 and 2007 um, you know one of the 22 different animated series that I mentioned uh, so let's focus on those series and uh, just how amazing they were and what they were about and let's start with let's go back to Beast Wars so like I said 1996 to 1999 had three seasons 52 episodes it was one of the earliest CGI TV shows utilized that new computing power it actually won a daytime Emmy Award in 97 for outstanding individual achievement in animation and was the first Transformers series to feature computer animated characters it was already the fifth Transformers series by 1996 in the 12 years since the Transformers franchise had been launched there was already four animated series and a movie which is incredible. Uh, it was. Uh, it's also known as Transformers in Canada, which I think is really cool because it was produced by Mainframe Entertainment of Vancouver, uh, BC. So that's pretty cool. Um, I always, you know, thought it was the, you know, it, uh, not only is it the first, you know, Transformers series that I grew up with, but it's also like Canadian Transformers, eh? Uh, that's always nice. Uh, so <laughs> um, it stars, it's not the Autobots and the Decepticons this time around in Beast Wars. It's the Maximals versus the Predacons. So a little bit of homework for anybody who's going to go see the upcoming movie, which like I've already mentioned it at the in the intro, but like I am 
so jazzed that the sequel and so if you're not if you're not clear on it the, the sequel is to the bumblebee movie that came out in 2018 not the michael bay uh franchise so this is a new uh storyline like a new continuity that is following the that movie um so the characters are a bit more generation one based on the original the transformers from 1984 and that original toy line um and so i'm just super excited to see the the beast wars and all those characters the maximals and the predacons that's who it is so the autobots and the decepticons in beast wars are the maximals and the predacons and they crash land on earth and there's too much energon on the planet and they have to assume animal forms uh you know they're alternate forms there's no vehicles around when they land on this form of earth it's hundreds of years ago and the maximals scan the living life forms around them and they become you know optimus primal and rat trap and cheetor and rhinox and the Predacons, they scanned uh, dinosaur fossils that are in the volcanic area that they landed in, which I thought was really cool. And they become a T-Rex and a raptor and, uh, you know, a big pterodactyl. And the only living things around them are like a, wa a giant wasp and a big uh, tarantula, tarantula and a scorpion. Yeah, there's a scorpion too because you got Scorpionok. And uh, they have all those great names like uh, Rat Trap and, and, and Cheetor and uh, Rhino and and Scorponok and well it's Megatron so that's the only one that's actually Megatron um, they didn't have the rights to all these characters around the time of Beast Wars uh, which I'll get into later also because that comes back around for the Armada series uh, it's all about those tricky rights and uh, who ha who owns what and when and, uh, you know it's, uh, it becomes tricky <laughs> so they have to make all these interesting series uh, so that's that's one of the reasons why we had Beast Wars <laughs> that said whatever the reason for having created the series to sell uh, toys to children to make an animated series to make money um, at the end of the day it is a really good series that uh, got a lot of attention a lot of awards um, and it's uh, critiqued very well uh, it's said to have had a really good continuity an amazing story um, some of the character arcs are amazing on it and it, there were some real stakes uh, you know even as you know kid entertainment uh, you know I've gone back and watched a lot of these episodes and it's uh, it's pretty pretty good series still today uh, all these years later um, and <clears throat> it was some amazing characters I still have a rat trap little action figure one of the re-releases on my desk and I totally remember having the action figures when I was a kid um, uh, one of the best things of Transformers are the action figures. Hasbro hits it out of the park. They understand points of articulation. I mean, that's basically the fundamentals of Transformers. You are transforming the action figure and that is one of the highlights of my childhood is having different transformers and all the cool ones and uh, you always wanted to have megatron and optimus and whatever the you know the top two uh you know henchmen so uh, well i'll get into that i don't want to spoil it so in we'll stick to beast wars so you know cheetor or in this case rat trap i really loved rat trap um and you know for your birthday for christmas you got uh, one or two and uh you know if you get got a good report card maybe you got a third or a fourth 
um, or you know you're out with your grandparents and uh, by you know the third season of the show or in my case you know by 96 I was I was only two so <laughs> it was probably more closer into the the late 90s and thankfully they were still producing these action figures before uh, Armada came around which will be the second series we talk about in a second um, so like I'm, I'm just gl really grateful that I had the opportunity to enjoy that series and you know identify with you know later in life because i didn't obviously i didn't know that it was transformers in canada back then i only found that out uh probably well i've known that for at least the last 10 years so i always just thought it was cool uh probably in high school that you know it was transformers in canada sometime around wikipedia and i looked up beast wars when i wanted to watch it again and i saw that you know thing right at the top of the the page it's in the title it says like beast wars aka transformers in canada i was like oh what uh, that's a it's a it's a pretty cool uh tidbit i always bring that up in conversation um so it was it was it was really cool um and uh, speaking of rat trap and uh these other characters rat trap dinobot and waspinator are all, all voiced by the same character uh the same character the same voice actor uh scott mcneil who has an amazing imdb page he has over 200 credits and basically is one of the most prominent voice actors of my childhood and and anybody listening if you're born in the 90s like this this gentleman scott mcneil has voiced uh so many characters from other series like mummy alive mummies alive um it's plural it's more than one mummy <laughs> which is probably going to be one of the upcoming episodes um but six transformers uh yeah he's just it's amazing he voiced three different characters in one series and in just like the um the intro like those characters interact with each other and it's amazing that they're basically just having a conversation uh with themselves themselves doing like different voices i always find that intriguing that they just you know sit in the booth and do uh both parts of the conversation uh, that's it's an interesting con it's it's interesting to uh to imagine i'll try to do that with myself one day maybe i'll have make it uh you know a whole, i'll write out a whole conversation and just be both parts of the conversation and it'll be uh it'll be a fun exercise maybe uh let's but let's just get back to transformers it was a weird tangent on talking to yourself so the next series is Transformers Armada. Let's talk about that now. And so by 2002, the next uh, series that I remember that was really popular was Transformers Armada. There was a few Japanese follow-ups to Beast Wars, uh, Beast Wars 2, Beast Wars Neo, uh, Beasties Machines, which were all imported into the UK and then uh, the US. But honestly i don't remember them very well uh and i didn't have much uh, awareness of the transformers series at that point and i mean just, you know give me a break i was 11 years old at the time uh so by uh, i mean that was you know by the time the the 2007 movie rolls around i'm like 11 12 um but in 2002 i would only be in the second grade and so transformers armada is super appealing to me by this point i've already fallen in love with beast wars and now there's a new new 
series to enjoy and jump on. And uh, because it's the first series being produced by Hasbro and their Japanese counterpart, Takara, uh, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, Armada begins a new continuity uh, universe for the Transformers with no ties to any of the previous series. And similarly to Beast Wars, uh, something that I alluded to before, uh, part of the reasons why these series are being created uh, at the time was they didn't have all the rights to all the characters the previous production companies had rights to all the characters and one in particular uh, when they began the armada series that they still didn't have the rights for was bumblebee and the character that they created was hotshot he turned into uh, an audi tt vehicle mode he was a bit reckless he was young he was action heavy uh, he ran into danger head on he was impetuous as the the character uh, the character sheet reads and uh, this was the character that I grew up with in Armada the yellow uh, you know kid friendly kid appealing character that becomes friends with the lead human character in Armada and if, uh, funny anecdote on that because of Armada and that that I watched that series for you know all maybe all 52 episodes and then there was the Energon and the Cybertron series that you know it created the Unicron series that goes up all the way to 2005 2006 um when the 2007 trailer was released and you see the yellow camaro the black racing stripes all that i was like oh yeah hot shot what who the hell is bumblebee <laughs> you know i was i was 11 12 years old i had very limited knowledge of our you know i knew what our model was i knew what beast wars was i was like yeah Transformers, awesome! There were some comic books that were published for the Hasbro for the the Armada series. I had some of those, uh, maybe not all of them, the, you know, a handful. And and so I had no idea who Bumblebee was. So I went home, or I was, you know, I'm, I'm googling it, and I'm just like, you know, Bumblebee Transformers. And then you know, I'm reading about the original series, uh, you know, all these original cartoons and who Bumblebee was, and it was it was funny because uh, yeah, I totally expected it to be hotshot because um, the personalities um, were very similar to hotshot and it was interesting that like he was supposed to be bumblebee and then because of licenses again who owns what and when they had to create uh, a new character um, and to me uh, I'll always love hotshot um, I, I liked bumblebee in the movies but I always thought he would be cooler if he had a, a red or a, a red face and a, a little visor uh, that's the action figure that I'm referring to um, it was a very cool action figure he transformed into a tiny little Audi TT and it was, uh, it was very cool uh, all those points of articulation Hasbro really understood Transformers I mean that's again that's the fun of a Transformer was to transform it from you know it's robot mode to it's either it's beast mode or it's vehicle mode or dragon T-Rex video cassette video recorder whatever have you mode and uh, that was that was always the fun of it, and uh, so the Armada series is also responsible for introducing mini cons, and this is one of the things that I super remember and super loved about the Armada series, specifically the street action mini con team. Uh, there was Highwire, which was a bicycle grinder, which was a skateboard, and Sure Shock, which was a moped, Vespa, scooter, whatever terminology you want to use. And oh my god, these were my favorite. I remember having the all of them 
like all the little action figures they were super fun to play with and they transformed super easily and you could keep like all like one maybe one or two in the pocket you know it was super easy to walk around with them and just uh you know play with your transformers action figures and i remember playing uh make believe and you know riding my bike pretending it was a transformer and you know like taking corners and it was it was fun you grow up watching these series and they put kids on futuristic robot transformers and then you go out and you you play that with your friends <laughs> it was definitely uh you know cherished childhood memory of transformers so like uh by the time you know the 2007 movie rolls around because like <clears throat> it's five years you know I'm, i've finished elementary school and i've watched at this point over a hundred and something episodes of transformers uh if i watched you know all of energon and cybertron if i watched the entire unicron trilogy um maybe i watched 25 percent, even 30 percent. that's almost another 75 episodes including beast wars it's just like hundreds of episodes of amazing transformers content uh and, and so by the time that like i'm in high school and you know now it's like they're amping it up live action you get the the trailer for it and it's it's michael bay it's big action it's big explosions it's it's transformers on the big screen again i am hyped i am excited i'm excited as i am now for rise of the beasts that i was then for just transformers 2007 michael bay you know like it was ah uh, man it's 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 nostalgia and hype are two of the best things about um media movies tv shows uh it's just it's an emotion that you can latch on to and it's it's when you talk about it it just comes right back out like the way i'm doing it right now the way i'm reminiscing about that 2007 transformers movie which i probably watch five or six times a year uh during pandemic it became like my security blanket over the year while i would you know just stuck at home you know i would probably watched it once or twice a month probably um if not more <laughs> you know like it just i know that movie backwards and forwards and uh i watched the behind the scenes which is absolutely amazing there's so much going on uh they call it the um bayham uh, in the bayverse uh, you know michael bay is an intense director but he knows what he's doing when it comes to action and exe uh, executing stunts and and getting the the best scenes and getting his the, the actors to perform uh you know exactly what he's detailed and uh the the cast and the crew that he works with on countless movies seems to really um be in tune with what his vision is and they make these amazing action sequences in the first movie alone um a lot of those cars are real they're flying around and being pulled on wires and real explosions and debris is flying like all over the cameraman the crew um it's it's just everywhere and uh it's, it's a great example in like probably one of the very iconic scenes the furby truck the towards the end when the two transformers lift it straight up to to def, like to block the the torpedo i guess the missile uh, that's been fired uh by one of the decepticons so that 
is real not the transformers but the furby truck it's on a giant gear and it's it's propped all the way up it goes straight up and then it explodes like it literally explodes pieces go everywhere it's act it's actually amazing it was um you know you watch the behind the scenes and it's just amazing and all the army stuff they did drills and they get you know footage from the real army and that's you know michael bay has all of his connections and stuff and i thought that was really interesting and uh it's 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 quite amazing the lengths that they went to uh, um, they use, you know, modified forklifts to crush cars and they're blowing up billboards when, you know, shots are going off and all that. Uh, it's uh, it's quite amazing. They had Shia LaBeouf actually wired up and on the edge of that building all the way up there in the air to that scene when he's holding the cube uh, in front of Megatron. And that cube is actually wired to his shirt. He's not actually holding it at all, which I find amazing. Uh, um, and and there's just there's so many interesting things and I know people uh, there's so many critiques about that movie that it's just fluff or that they got you know some of the names wrong and that they reused the same names in the next movie or that they didn't want to introduce gender so they didn't include RC and and there's there's a lot of critiques you can say what you want about this series as a whole you know maybe it would go down um in in the uh you know reviews and and people's critical acclaim of the movies but in my opinion they're all uh pretty good the first one yeah it definitely stands out and it was it was uh, an achievement definitely in vfx and cgi creating all these characters for you know like what they were able to accomplish at the time and it's that achievement that they were able to pull off that was able to, you know, pave the way for movies like Iron Man and what, you know, they were able to eventually, can, you know, do with the MCU. They they use the same technology that was, you know, pioneered by Transformers and, you know, what came before that. And they just kept pushing, you know, what they were able to do with CGI. And I think that's definitely something that makes the first uh, Transformers movie something that stands out when you look back at what it was just as an achievement in amazing you know cinematography with vfx and i think that's amazing as a, a in and of itself um and you know all that said about the first transformers movies it's funny because one of the things that i've always said is in a critique of the movie is that you don't need shia labeouf or megan fox at all uh i would have really enjoyed the movie and the series if they had a focused on the maggie character rachel rachel taylor's character and glenn uh, anthony and Anderson and like keep everything else Josh Dumel uh John Voight everything else just take out all the screaming and the no 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 and and the Shia LaBeouf of it all uh and I say that as a huge Shia LaBeouf you know fan I love him in a lot of things but he's kind of useless in these movies and I think it would have been really interesting to have just focused on the smart people and the actually trained people other than the one civilian who just happens to fall ass backwards into the alien happenstance over having a pair of glass that he posted on eBay when everybody else in the movie actually has a reason to be there <laughs> that was like my biggest like that was my biggest complaint about the the original Transformers series and then like they just kind of continue that with Kate Yeager and and you know all the other characters that they throw in like he finds a Transformer and now he's in the middle of the war and he's gonna do this and like but everybody else has a reason to be there 
there and then you know they try to you know explain it backwards and they're like oh they were part of the the wiki line of you know guardians and their chosen ones and it's like come on you know like maggie was like a super intelligent hacker that worked for the government and she you know like computer scientist woman that figured out that it was aliens and you know she had her mentor and josh dumel you know Lennox, he's the the seasoned you know military guy that had first contact with the alien species and he figured out that you need the saber rounds and that you could take them down and then train you know trains with the autobots like this all makes so much much more sense than the Shia LaBeouf this is my car so I'm entitled to military bases and knowledge and uh, just stop screaming dude <laughs> it's just totally my take on the first three movies because everyone knows well the first two movies Megan Fox is in it the first three movies Shia LaBeouf is in it and then we traded for uh, Kate Yeager who is one of the Wahlbergs um, I'm not Donnie the other one uh, his name is 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 escaping me right now um and i mean i'm that's not you know dissing shia labeouf at all and you know even like all the things that were around uh shia labeouf like his parents like uh it's funny when i was younger i didn't really like the parent scenes um but as i got older i actually quite enjoy them uh kevin dunn is a great actor and i've mentioned it before in the small soldiers episode that he he plays the exact same character that he did in small soldiers they even have similar lines in the second movie movie about like when they're in danger like you're my son i can't let you go and and that was that was hilarious um i'm curious if michael bay saw that like he saw small soldiers and was like hey i want that guy to be the dad in michael bay in michael bay (laughs) michael bay wants him to be in michael bay that sounds inappropriate he wants him to be that guy in transformers but exactly that guy because that's how it came off if you've seen both movies um and and so uh, i mean all that said there's been i find it funny because there's a lot of like negative reviews and the critics don't like transformers but like the first movie made 700 million dollars the lowest grossing transformers movie made 600 million dollars and two of them made a billion dollars at the box office so they're doing something right um but funnily enough i had the same opinion of even some of the Wahlberg movies the one i think it's the first one the one with uh stanley tucci um i think that stanley tucci should have been the main character of that movie he had a better character arc he realizes that he's the bad like that his company is doing evil shady stuff and that the government is after him and they're gonna blow it up the seed thing and and he's absolutely hilarious through the whole movie um and so like totally he like instead of kate yeager it should have been following his character like he's the the bad guy who becomes the good guy that's such a better character arc they managed to do this multiple times like how is it that your supporting characters have better arcs and stories than your main characters who are having arguments about the freaking statue of limitations on date rape with like romeo and juliet laws like why was that a scene in the movie but this was 
a huge tangent on one of the other Transformer movies, but it needed to be said and it needed to be asked. Like, why was that a scene in a Transformers movie? It made no sense. Why was the daughter even in the movie? Like, you let your best friend get murdered in that scene, um, like in in that movie. But like, like the, there were so many things that they could have done better in the later movies, and so it's just like it gets kind of aggravating. But like, I still love them at the same time. It's a love hate relationship with the Transformer series. That's that's what I'm saying <laughs> at this point. Uh, that all changes uh, by like the time we get to the Bumblebee movie because they they did some serious fan service and uh, so, you know Haley Steinfeld and John Cena were just absolutely superb. Uh, going back to basics and the Gen One design of Bumblebee and giving us like real Optimus Gen One designs and like the first five minutes where they're on Cybertron and it's like a huge battle that was just amazing um and then like there was more recently there was the netflix like trilogy of series that starts on cybertron and like goes all the way to earth and literally reconnects with the beast wars and like gives you like this whole arcing story which is just like absolutely beautiful and the animation is just superb like 2021 to 2020 i think 2020 to 2021 uh it's it's amazing how fast time goes by um but like those series were just amazing also so like as a transformers fan there's just so much to be like thankful for and uh if you're critiquing it because like oh they used devastator in the first movie and then they used them in the second movie those are terrible movies like really that's what you that's what you took away from like four hours of amazing transformer action and transforming like just the sound engineering and the sound design and and the like uh, crazy pyrotechnics and all the acting and the crazy act like just that's what you took away from it oh they 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 mistook two of the characters and now i'm upset like no like just go go back like rewatch the movies and actually pay attention and you know that's just you know a, a long tangent and a way of saying that i think you know movies uh, are do some respect and some do credit and you know there are some there's some freedom you know that a director has and it's an adaptation there's a lot of source material but it's an interpretation of characters and of the source material and the directors have that freedom to change things a little bit and maybe they don't get everything 100% right but they are taking something and, and at the end of the day they're making something that we already enjoy so like sit down turn your brain off eat some popcorn and try to enjoy the overall thing and not be bothered by such little little missteps like a name or the wrong design or the color or this or they're too tall or it's not exactly the Optimus Prime that was in the original because like there's so many different versions of the same character that you know this is just like you would in a comic book and somebody has a new artistic design the new artist is going to draw this Optimus Prime or this you know Bumblebee or this Megatron you know he's a T-Rex he's a 
freaking gun at one point. Megatron turned into a gun. You know, now he, you know, in the in this one, he didn't really have a form in the first, in the Transformers because he landed when there was like nothing around him and he got lost in ice. So he didn't, you know, have anything to scan to become. He wasn't a car. He wasn't really anything. Um, and I thought that made sense. You know, like there was a reason. There was a reason he didn't look like anything. He got frozen in ice and he didn't, you know, what was he supposed to turn into? A giant wooden ship? Like it was just, um, you know, I thought that was, I thought that was just, you know, it made sense. Um, and, and I, uh, you know, as a, as a young 12, 13 year old, when I sat down to see that Transformers movie, I don't think there was a chance that I wasn't going to like it for the rest of my life. That's for freaking sure. Like I had, I was primed to be pun intended to be a Transformers live action, you know, Michael Bay Bayverse uh, fan by that point in my life. Like it was just, you know, it was destiny to, for me to be a Transformers fan. I truly believe. Uh, I mean, that's just Armada, Beast Wars, the first, you know, Transformers movies. There are comic books. It, it went to Marvel, actually, to create the first comic books when Hasbro was designing the action figures. They needed, you know, story. They created the Sam Witwicky character, which I think, I don't think his name was Sam. Um, it was like Sparkplug Witwicky, something like that. Um, and there's so <clears throat> there's so much source material. If you look at the comic books and then the, the original animated series and then the Beast Wars and then, you know, what IDW was doing now and the the rise of the Beast Wars you know Transformers is huge there's there's video games there's more than you know a dozen series since 2007 uh, there's 22 at this point there was like six or seven by the time that like uh, Armada was airing so it's just it's a it's an empire of a franchise uh, you know that coming up on 40 years like I said at the top of the episode 40 years of Transformers and and I'm, you know, I'm still in the process of, of digesting it all and enjoying it. I'm going through some of the IDW comics. I'm reading some of the Marvel comics. And, uh, you know, I'm watching the... I still haven't finished the Netflix series. It's a lot of viewing. I rewatched the Transformers movies like a hundred times. And, uh, yeah, I just... I, uh, I, I'm definitely a huge Transformers fan. And I recommend it to anybody that likes uh, robots or if you're looking for um, a new franchise something that you know has a lot of uh, media a lot of you know entertainment to consume you looking for something that'll keep you busy for uh, quite a while definitely check out transformers if you want to check out the comic books you can check out the idw series which is amazing the artwork is absolutely superb i'm currently reading those ones right now i've only read the first five issues or so but the story seems amazing uh there's the old marvel comic books came out in the 80s that's what really introduced all the different character names and came up with a lot of the themes and concepts Concepts that are still utilized in Transformers now. Uh, there are some tie-in comic books. There's an entire series for the Armada. Um, there's like a tie-in comic book series for the Armada animated series. Um, that's superb. I read a bunch of those when I was younger, and I I have them. I have all the digital ones loaded up on my tablet. You can find those online. You can find some omnibus collections on Amazon. Uh, you can check out a lot of the series are streaming on Netflix or Amazon. Uh, some of the series are aimed. For the more younger children, uh, a lot of them are aimed for um, like, like you know, like end of elementary school, preteen, teenagers. Um, so some of the stories are still hard hitting, like sci-fi adventures. Um, they're not like too 
toddler down um like it as a good rule of thumb look at the character design if they're really small with like giant arms and they look like little preschool characters you could probably skip that series if you're really like you want to consume all the transformers then by all means go ahead but it might be a bit uh watered down uh abc style transformers and the story might not be too riveting uh but like definitely beast 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 wars <laughs> beast wars and the transformers the original series and like even robots in disguise armada uh, all the stuff on netflix a lot of the stuff in between has been really good some of it has you know drama comedy uh action adventure you know what's it and all that uh, amazing stuff that goes into making uh, a pretty good animated series and i mean there's 22 animated series and it's like a four billion dollar franchise empire of transformers uh that exists now so like totally recommend it you're not you're not gonna go wrong uh with transformers in any of the media maybe maybe video games they haven't had the best track record with video games a lot of tie-in video games uh nothing open world or you know hogwarts legacies if you if you're familiar with video games it's not like a gta uh halo uh track record when it comes to transformers but there's been uh, you know it's fun to transform and go around to the city and do some missions and some tie and stuff like that um but uh, so so maybe maybe focus on the readable watchable media and don't buy a console and spend hundreds of dollars just to play a transformers video game would be my definite opinion on that one and you know that's where uh this episode is going to wrap up on uh the that recommendation and everything i've said about transformers thus far it's not going to change i love it uh i'm going to continue to rewatch the original transformers and look forward to all the new iterations i believe the idw comic run actually just ended if i'm not mistaken they're going to be uh you know starting something new soon and they have the rise of the beast coming out and there's an an if i'm not mistaken, there's an animated prequel if uh, if we're to believe the rumors and what they what they tell us it's an animated prequel to the original 2007 michael bay movie so it's supposed to show us what actually happened on cybertron uh and then uh looking at some of the movie slots there's a follow-up to uh beast wars uh well the rise of the beast uh which is slotted for 2024 so there's just a ton of great you know transformers stuff in the past uh, and you know coming up quickly in the future it's only a couple months now until the next transformer movie so well, I'm, I'm super looking forward to that and uh there are more uh episodes of the nerd review coming up so i'm looking forward to that too this is season two episode one transformers the nerd review of transformers i hope you've enjoyed this episode i hope you come back for more episodes this has been the nerd signing off.